Welcome to another episode of Bush's Board Game Thing with me, Andy Bush, the weekly board game podcast, not just about the games that we play, but the conversations that those games spark. I'm joined by Brian and Eloise. It's the season finale before we have a short summer break, before uh, getting, coming back to you with a, a season four, which is going to be an amazing thing. Uh, and channeling the hot weather vibes, this week's episode is all about outdoor games, games that you can play in the great outdoors. And we're also going to do a quick look at some games that are kind of about the great outdoors, where you can throw in your bag if you're sitting at a pub beer garden god forbid or pray even think in these uh, current times which is a great thing uh so it's absolutely roasting hot at the moment how are you guys dealing with this incredibly horrible sweltering weather ice ice machine what i'm doing is i'm making two trays of ice i'm putting them into a bag then putting the ice trays back in the fridge make it just an ice factory all the time is this a thing where you um you put, I've heard of someone say that you put ice in front of a fan and then the fan blows the ice vapours into your face. Is that what that is? I'm mainly using the ice for drinks. Your Diet Cokes, your Fantas, your waters. Fanta Lemon. Oh, that makes me feel like I'm... Um, 10 years old, I'm on holiday with my mum and dad in Falaraki. We've been playing that um, arcade game. We've got a a karate fighter in a white outfit and a karate fighter in a red outfit <laughs> versus each other all day. That's so good. Eloise, we are now neighbours. You live around the corner here in Leon Sea. Uh, your other half, Kevin, was telling me the other night that you guys went for an evening dip in the water, in the sea. How good is that? We did. We went uh, along to a shop, first of all, and got some aqua shoes. So I'm now the proud owner of some waterproof uh, shoes that have a little toggle on them and they're sort of like string vests for Love your that. feet. <laughs> string vest for your feet do you know what I'm going to get a towel coat I've got ambitions what? of going winter swimming so you can buy these coats that are lined with towels <laughs> do you know what I've seen these women right uh, they, the group is called the blue tits yes. I don't know if we've mentioned this before on this podcast but it's an amazing thing they go uh, all the way through the year is it like once a week they all go down and get a dip in the sea and in the winter they've they got, go whenever this is what you're they go about, every day every day they get this amazing kind of coat that shawl thing that go that they put on them immediately afterwards like a it makes them into like a uh, yeah. you remember pop tarts they're yeah. like the foil outer it's like that from uh, the covering of a pop tart <laughs> and it just keeps them completely warm Bushy's board game thing. Uh, this is Board Game Thing, uh, powered by the awesome people at Zatu Games. We're going to get to some great outdoor game recommendations for you in just a second. But let's just start with this question, if I may. Think back to your childhood, since we're talking about outdoor games this week. Uh, think back to your childhood. What is your favourite or ultimate childhood outdoor game that you played with your mates? Let's start with you, Brian. What was your favourite thing you used to play when you were See if you can guess. Just on, it's very bulldog. on brand. I'm worried. Very on brand. Yes, it is. British Bulldog. <laughs> It's British Bulldog. Really? I hate that. Why game. is it British Bulldog? Why was it called British Bulldog? Are there fr- are there versions in France? French Bulldog and Spanish Bulldog. There must be. There must be some kind of international variants or whatever. What did you like about that so much though? It was just like rugby tackling other kids. The right? ultraviolence. The ultraviolence involved in it. And there was always that rumour that it got banned. Yeah, it's very violent. There was always that rumour like, oh, it's been banned at the school up the road because a kid died. Yeah. A kid got a fractured skull, he died. <laughs> Nathan Jenkins died, apparently broke his neck playing British Bulldogs. Yeah. Just, just a, a yeah, classic. Yeah, ours was classic, someone broke their arm. Yeah, classic <laughs> violence game. Eloise, in terms of a game from your childhood, what was your uh, your go to game outdoor star? Stuck in the mud. Oh, so you were in, you lived in South End as a kid as well, then, did you? Don't, don't do this, Brian. Don't 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 sledge our local beauty spots. But what is stuck in I'll the mud? Tell you Eloise, why I liked it. 
So you got tigged and then you would have to be stuck and you had to stand with your legs and arms wide open and someone could either go under your legs or under your arms and you become unstuck. But because I hated running, I would pre- just right. stay there and pretend I was un- I was stuck the whole time. So someone would run under me and I'd be like, oh, I've got tig again. And I'd just keep standing there pretending I was stuck in the mud the whole time. <laughs> it's a bit like, you know, when you used to play Kiss Chase, there always used to be a lad in your year that yeah. would uh, fall over, do, do a, an action movie sequence, you know, trip and stumble just so he gets caught. It's that kind of thing. Yeah. So let me get it straight. Otherwise, your favourite game was just standing with your arms wide open and doing nothing. Yep. Yeah, fair enough. Yep. Very, again, very on brand. Yeah, very on brand indeed. <laughs> uh, for me, right, I absolutely love, even to this day when I, when I do hide and seek with my youngest daughter, Thea, I still love 4040 in. Do you remember 4040 in? No, I've heard of it. No. I've, I've heard of it. Pray tell, what is it? Uh, you would have one kid leaning against a lamppost with his eyes closed. I think you count down from 40, hence the 4040 in. Everyone scarpers. And I think... Just slip up, you slip might up behind and put your arms around him and just give him a kiss on the neck? Is that what it is? No, no, you don't give him a kiss on the neck. It's not that kind of 4040 in. Um, at board game thing on Instagram here, if you can correct me on this, but I think 4040 in, you then went off to try and catch people. And did the people come up to come up and tap your post? If you were guarding the post? Because it could, it could be a standoff that goes on for ages, but there's just something about running and hiding. You know when you've got a limited amount of time to go and get a hiding space? I mean, I'd love to play. They should have like a, a grown-up hide and seek yeah. league or something wouldn't that be good well 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 i bet just, there is something just just be. just watch out because then you're verging into adult ball pit territory like a trendy east end london bar that does like <laughs> uh, you know those we can go for a ball pit so just yeah just, just back off slightly it does sound pretty good though we've been asking uh, on instagram our amazing board game thing listeners what their ultimate childhood game uh, is callum says and i don't know if this is this is true or he's just fantasizing here he says town wide hide and seek with walkie talkies two teams oh, wow. one team hides the other team splits up and keeps in contact while searching the whole town one game could take an entire day now i remember in the 80s there was a big fad for walkie talkies like everyone had walkie talkies for a bit so that 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 could that would ring true. So that, imagine that you and your mates in. You'd have to pick your own channel so that you didn't accidentally cut in on your your opponent's walkie-talkie channel. I love I love those sorts of games where you know the cheese rolling, and there's like there's I think there's a town I oh, think yeah. it's like in Wales or it's like on the border of Wales and England where they just have, basically the whole team meets up to have a fight. Like and they pretend yeah. that they have to get a, like a football from one side of the town to the other, but it's just basically an excuse just to batter someone in the doorway of a Dixon's. <laughs> I love those sort of town-wide games. I'd love to do a town-wide game. Town-wide game would be amazing. If you play a town-wide game, tell us about it. Uh, Paul has suggested Wembley singles or doubles. Still one of my favourite games of all time. Uh, you, Wembley, if you're not aware of this, uh, football game, all against all, one person in goal. If you score, you go through to the next round. The final person left is kicked out and you do it all again. I've got some here as well. Um, Dan Poxton uh, says, Semolina Batman. I like the Grimsy version of it best because you didn't need a spare change of clothes. I don't know what that means. That's what I love that about games, childhood games, outdoor games when you were a kid. The, 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 we probably know what that game is, but he just calls it something different because he's from Grimsby. Do you know what I mean? I've got no idea. I've got though. no idea. You know, right, most so games, Dan, you can get, infer a bit of it. Do get back in touch. Um, and I see. I've, I've I've levitated towards the weirder side of the of the games here. Um, Stephen says nut, nuts, bolts, and singles. Two teams of five or more standing facing each other, link arms, and the object is to take turns and break through the arms of the other team and return to your wow. side. 
Team captains either call nuts. Oh, we did that. Two people, bolts, whole team, or singles. One person attempts to break through. It's like, like an audible in American football. Yeah, it's like a sort of like a general uh, commanding his armies. I've never played that, never heard of it, but I, I want to play it now. We did, we did have, a, we went for a period at school uh, playing Kabaddi, because Kabaddi was on Channel 4 when I was in like uh, first or second year of secondary school. And when you actually, because you don't need a lot of stuff to play Kabaddi, you just like to hold hands and be able to hold your breath. And it's absolutely brilliant. And it sounds a little bit like Kabaddi, Kabaddi, Kabaddi. We tried to play it at school as well because it got big, but all we could do is just, we just shouted Kabaddi, 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 and then it, then it descended into violence, as everything did in my <laughs> Rolling around on the floor. Yeah. I've never Most heard of that. that You've never heard of Kabaddi? No. Oh, here she is what again, pretending do? she hasn't heard of stuff that was quite big in the late <laughs> 90s, trying to pretend she's younger <laughs> than she is. What did, what did you watch when you're having your tea on your lap after school, Eloise, for crying out loud? <laughs> God, I can't remember now. A sister, sister, and Moesha, Keenan and Kel. Never heard of any I'm, of these. I, do you know well, what? This is like I'm, a cultural you, you know these people that are convinced they've, they're onto a conspiracy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to. Where are you from, Eloise? Northampton. Northampton. I'm gonna go to the town office and get all your records, and I'm gonna prove that you're, you're referencing <laughs> cultural things that are five or six years after you should have been experiencing them to try and make out you're younger than you are. <laughs> Imagine that fly on the wall documentary. That moment in the in the town library records room where Brian realizes, my God, she wasn't even alive then. Why? I'm going to catch. I'm going to catch you out because you're going to say, yeah, I watched it on Nickelodeon. I'll be like, Nickelodeon didn't start till 1997. But I did watch Cat it on McCrew Nickelodeon. The- <laughs> there we go. Um, just some other ones coming in quickly here as well. Uh, Darren Goldsby says, block. Block home, save all, of course. Roads with alleyways and not too many parked cars were best. A random postbox too, also useful. Again, another game I've never heard of before in my entire life. Have you seen this one? Goldfish bowls, basically hide and seek with a home base, but the seek has to wear his dad's gardening well is. Once they spot a hider, they shout goldfish bowls and name the person they've seen. Then it's a race back to base. But I just love that it's all based love around it. the dad's gardening wellies. <laughs> Where's the goldfish bowl I, I read, come from? That's what I was thinking. I read that one and I was like, okay, I'm on board, but what's what's the goldfish bowl got to do with it? <laughs> Uh, these are fantastic. Uh, we love your suggestions on them. Keep them coming in. We're going to do some more a little bit later on at Board Game Thing to get involved. Uh, there's some great games on Zatu's website, which are, I wouldn't necessarily say they're games like outdoor games, but they're games that you can take on the move. I think all of us are doing, you know, bits of summer holidays and stuff at the moment. So you need like travel games. Yeah, I'm coming games around to yours you for summer holidays. I'm two weeks booked in, right? No, no, I, I'm going away. For, I'm going you know, away. Just leave the key under the doormat. I'll, I'll be fine. You're not staying here. I've seen that. Um, the wife and kids that Michael, aren't. The wife and kids aren't coming. I just need a bit of time away from them. So if you just let me. What's that? What's that? That movie called? Is it um, Pacific, Pacific Heights? Pacific Heights. Michael yeah. You wouldn't have heard yeah, of it, Eloise, because it was in the late nineties when you. Yeah. When you I say you weren't around. <laughs> I think something happened. I think, I think Eloise. Did you do a stretch in prison or anything? <laughs> I was around in the late nineties, just not any earlier. <laughs> Uh, some games that um, are on Zatu's website that you can try if you're going to go and sit out in a lovely field, right? What about this? Do you guys remember a game called Pass the Pigs? No. Yes. I, I, I have a vision of it, but I, it's like ping pong with pigs, right? Is that right? Well, it was like an 80s game. Again, Eloise might not remember this because she wasn't around. <laughs> but um, you threw two plastic pigs and you got score. You scored points. A bit like Yahtzee for how the pigs landed. 
Yes, yes. So they landed slightly on top of each other. It was like 15 points. I think there was one called Making Bacon, which is if one pig happens to land Whee! on top of the other pig. But they're a little tiny pig. Whee! But they're only little tiny, like you could put them in the palm of your hand. Well, they've done a massive version of it called Giant Pass the Pigs ah, to be played outdoors, right. like on a on a picnic uh, um, you know, table and stuff like that. So that's fantastic. Keeping with the giant theme, uh, we played Dobble a few episodes back and we, it's a special place in our heart, Dobble, doesn't it? There's a, there's a new uh, version of Dobble called... Giant double. And what's, and just, okay, take me through it, Andy, because it seems quite complicated. What is the difference yeah. between double and giant double? Giant double. As far as I can tell, instead of just having a little tiny yeah. deck of cards. Yeah, I'm with you. Thing, well, slow, 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 slow down, slow down, slow down. You're going too fast. Go on, keep, carry on. So as far as I can tell, yeah, they're just a, like a bit bigger. I mean, I guess they're a size that you would describe as giant. Right, that's why they called it giant double. Sorry. Okay, carry yeah. on. Yeah, that's, you know, it's fine. It wasn't clear well, hang from on, the so description. You've got a massive pack of cards. <laughs> just like you have to peel them off, like a, you know, like if you're doing a, a presentation with a flip chart, a little bit like that. It takes ages to get the pages up. And then one other quick one. I don't know if you, either of you two, have ever heard of Clask. I'd love for us to play it at some point. You ever heard of Clask? Sounds no. like an alien from a Star um, Star Trek episode. Lord Clask of the Gargan Sector. Um, Clask is a really cool, weird game. I don't know where it came from, but it's like a little tiny, you know, air hockey tables, but like a little small one. You have a magnet underneath the table each, and then you move the ball around by swinging your magnet around underneath to try and get it to bounce and drop into the other person's little hole at the end of their table. It looks like, have you ever played bar billiards when you've gone to like an old real ale pub from yes. back in the day? You know, yes. the ones little wooden mushrooms, yeah. really weird. Well, it's like it's like that, but you've got like a magnet and then a, a secret magnet underneath the table. You just made this game up to try and get us and then, to, honestly, honestly, God. to try and get us to come around your house and, <laughs> and start pre- pretending to move magnets under the table. Oh, come on over and play Clask. But, um, you know, it's an, I'm sure, isn't that the technology that um, I'm sure I watched the Darren Brown um, uh, episode once where that, that's what um, clairvoyants have used for years to try and make it look like stuff's moving on the table and all that kind of thing, like high-powered ah. magnets under table to move cups and stuff. That, but with a little ball bearing, uh, and it's got a sports theme as well. They've just, they've just released as well a four-player class, so you sat at like cross angles from each other mm. it, would, it reminds me a little bit of um wasn't there an 80s game where you you uh you sat opposite your brother or your sister and like fired ball bearings uh, at each cr- other cross crossfire, crossfire yeah I'm, I'm i'm assuming we like can't that. get you can't get crossfire anymore for health and safety reasons because <laughs> like <laughs> a little crossbow that fired ball bearings at your other at your point, point blank range hitting your brother or your sister uh, so there's some games now check them out on zatu's website Right then, without further ado, we're talking about outdoor games this week on Board Game Thing. It's time for Brian's Fact of the Week. Brian's Board Game Fact of the Week. Cast your mind back, right? Cast your mind back to the late 90s when you went started going to the pub for the first time. Not you, Eloise. Right. Well, Eloise, you, because you were obviously going to the pub in the late 90s. You were just pretending that you weren't. Uh, but Andy... <laughs> Uh, you went out into the beer garden. Like thirteen. You went out into the beer garden, right? What did you see? Yeah. What did you see, Andy, when you went to the beer garden? And you turned to your okay, mates and excitedly said, "They've got, a, they've got a." Uh, it's a, a child's swing and play set. That's like a plastic tree with a haunted face. Yep, yep, yep. But for adults to play when they're pissed. Giant Jenga. Giant Jenga. Giant, Giant Jenga. Jenga. Probably the ultimate outdoor game. Would you? Would you think? What happened? What happened to the, those pubs? The, the Firkin pubs yeah. had loads of big, oversized <laughs> adult games to play, but they just disappeared. Maybe they were pubs for giants. Maybe that's what it was. That would be good. They rebranded. Like, re- 
like Andre the Giant and stuff like that so from the world of wrestling. So you would say so, yeah. probably that Jenga is probably the ultimate outdoor outdoor game. If you, no one can see a, a set of giant Jenga and not have a game. Am I right? I've never played a giant Jenga. Now stop trying to make out you don't understand our cultural <laughs> references. <laughs> I, d- I do understand it, but I've never played it. And you're, I 38, down. you're 38 years old. <laughs> Eloise, have you played have you played Jenga? Even small Jenga, yes, normal I've Jenga. Played small normal Jenga. Okay. I want it, I want it to be called that from now on, by the way. If you're gonna play Jenga, can you call it small or normal Jenga? <laughs> so anyway, here's the interesting thing about uh Jenga. Uh the inventor of uh, Jenga is someone called Leslie Scott, right? And she grew up in uh, Tanzania and her family used to play Jenga as a kid. So she grew, grew up just playing this game of, you know, stacking blocks on each other. They even went to a local carpenter and got them to make specific blocks to put on top of each other. And then it's only when she moved back to, to the UK, she was like, all right, should we just play, should we play Jenga? And they were, they were like, what, what are you talking about? So she didn't even know that they had invented it. So they just, it was a oh, game really? her family had invented. So she thought that everyone played Jenga. So she didn't even know that they'd invented it. So she's sitting on an absolute gold mine. Sitting on a gold mine. Then, didn't even realize and then it. After, it was after the Trivial Pursuit boom of games where she thought, oh, I've got to make a game now. So she made it and then she made a fortune. The rest is history. But wow. I, I want to know, I want to know, are the brothers and sisters and the parents getting a little bit of that sweet action from her Jenga money? Yeah. Yes. It's a little bit like um, the HBO series Succession. Maybe there's like a... The dad is at the very top and is doesn't want to pass the business over to her or it's her via. Where did he? Where did he get his money from? Oh, he's a he's a Jenga magnate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then and I've got a fact, I've got a fact about the the uh, the other classic outdoor game. Uh, you could I I mean I I call it Tory Tory Bulls, but it's uh, right. cro- croquet obviously as you guys know it. Croquet is in hitting it with a little stick through the through yeah. like a hoop. You ever played? Yeah. You ever played croquet, guys? Yes. I have actually, yeah. Okay, did you know? Did you know that it was actually an event at the 1900 Olympics? I could be an Olympian if that was actually a thing now. Are you that good? Well, huh? you say you say that you you probably could because seven people took part, right? And this guy called Gaston Amwat won the gold, only against seven right. other people. They were all from France, all from the local area. He won the singles gold. He won the doubles gold with another guy. Do you know why he won the doubles gold with another guy? Why? Because no one else took part. They were the only, <laughs> the only competitors. <laughs> so he won gold. Do you know what? The, it's weird because the, the Olympics is like, uh, like um, starting this coming weekend at the point of recording this this podcast. And I, wouldn't that be great if you could find a sport that like no one else really, you realise quite quickly that no one else does it. And you could be brilliant, even if you just absolutely bang average. They've cracked down be, on that now. It used to be yeah. that you could do that thing where you would do a bit of shooting, a bit of skiing, or you could do, uh, what was the other one they would, is it, is it um, equestrian, equestrian, equestrianism, where you just ride a horse yeah. around for a bit. It's like, there's a couple of sports like that. In our sports day, we had um, slow bike race and I won oh, that. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. You've got to go as slow as you can without falling off. Yeah. Yes. That's brilliant. Because we, we used to play a game, and I can't remember what the name of it was, but because we, we lived in a cul-de-sac in, in Trowbridge, and you had to go quite slowly and block someone else off to make them put their foot down. It was a bit like that then, I guess. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. One last fact about this croquet then. This guy, Gaston, yeah, on what, who won the... He's a double gold croquet Olympiast, Olymp, Olympic finalist. He went to his deathbed not knowing he'd won gold. He didn't even realise it was an what? Olympic event. They because they arranged it as a tournament within the Olympics. 
So he rocked up and, and, and won it. He left before they gave out the medals and no one ever no bothered way. to tell him. He went to his grave not knowing that he was an Olympic gold medalist. No. But that, that, that must be the armor. You know, like sometimes if you don't realise it's like a big thing, you just kind of just relax. And he must have just been playing the croquet of his life without worrying about the pressure it's like when you're pissed, of it being on telly. when you're playing pool. Yeah. You play, you play better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Best thing ever. If someone puts 20p down, play them, not a problem at all. That's a fa- is that, are they your facts of the That's week? That's my facts of the week outdoor games. Fantastic, good. Eloise. What were we thinking about that? Don't no, Don't notch. get her to rate it. Don't get her to rate it. G- good to go out with a bang. There you go. Unless what you know something about Brian's uh, continued participation in this podcast that we don't know, Eloise. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to sign off. Uh, Brian, thank you for that board, uh, board game fact of the week. A couple of other quick game recommendations here um, for outdoor games that I just to see whether you guys are aware of. Cube. Have you heard me talk about Cube? Is before? it Cube yeah, with, with a K, K, or, K or a C? Because your pronunciation can't get a read on it. Cube. It's a Swedish game or Norwegian game. K U U B, I believe it is. You know that little, what's that little thing where you've got two dots above the U? Umlau. Umlau. Cube. I, I, like I would say Cube. Cube. Sven, uh, what it Sven is, would you like to play a game of Kuba? Um Basically, you have a load of sticks on your side, a load of sticks on your opponent's side, and then a king, which is a great big... So this is like a game that's quite big. You put stakes in the lawn type thing. And you've got to kind of throw one of your sticks over and land it close to the opponent's stick. And then you take their sticks and you can move forwards. Terrible description, but it's a fantastic... Uh, who doesn't love a bit of Nordic? Nordic noir. Do you know what I mean? Is there a murder mystery involved as well? I seem like anything that has to do with Scandinavia has to have some sort of murder. Yeah, you get. I think in the pack you get a Rolnik jumper, um, um, f- dark filter on all of your windows, and then a really nice, crisp, brand new car because they've all got they've got lovely cars. Yeah, but there, you have they? to go and stand on a pier uh, in a lake as the sun goes down, looking really sad and wistful. Because I don't, I haven't got time to do that. If we have to do that, playing Cuba. That is in the that is in the instructions actually as well. So yeah, it, you know if you get your head around that, that's fine. And then there's one other game which I have talked about before, but I do want to hugely emphasize as being brilliant is Werewolf. We must play this at some point when we can all finally get back together and do stuff. Uh, I've talked about it before, but you all sit around a group. This is perfect if you're having a, a camping night and you're going to do it around a campfire because the light of the fire lights up everyone's faces and makes it look like something out of. Uh, um, Salem witch trials or whatever but you've got it one person is secretly trying to eat the other villagers and you've got to try and work out who it is and the way that they do the murdering is they open their eyes when everyone else has got to close their eyes and points at their next victim and it's amazing wow love it but hang on how does how uh, how oh is there one person that's not playing that can adjudicate there's one person called the overseer or the seer and they kind of run the game so they make sure that everyone has closed their eyes the werewolves open their eyes and then they pick another person that person then gets told that they've become a werewolf mm-hmm. and then it goes on like that so it's really really good it's such a cool game but to see your friends like because if you if you accuse someone they've got to defend themselves and say no 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 I'm not a witch and I remember my friend Nia who um, defended herself you know gave this amazing speech about not being a witch and how could we say that and it turned out she was she was getting everyone and she was a werewolf you, and all this well, kind of stuff what did you expect her to say do you expect her to go yeah no I am yeah fair cop fair cop uh, but no it's a, it's a brilliant game so keep an eye out for that one I think there's uh, one night werewolf you can get on Zatu's website right now right then it's time for for the final time this season and it has been a real joy for Eloise to create a backstory for a board game character 
that kind of needs a bit more love. Eloise, who are we doing this week? Um, so this has come in from a listener called Natalie Burgess in Wakefield. And she got in touch because she's trying to introduce her nearly 10-year-old to some more grown-up games. And she wanted to get rid of games with lots of moving parts. So she offered up a backstory that she would like to know about. And that is the donkey from Buckaroo. Oh, <laughs> oh the donkey from Buckaroo. Love yeah. that game. Love that game so much. So um, the donkey is known as Sir McBiscuit. Thank sorry, you, what? Pads and Pawns, on Instagram for the name suggestion. So, sorry, say that um, again. Sir uh, McBiscuit. Say, say, say that again. Say that again. Sir McBiscuit. Sir, as you know, as Sir McBiscuit. Struggling with names. M- yeah, McBiscuit. I mean, you've gone McBiscuit. too far the other way now. It was just Ian, Dave, Simon before, and now it's... <laughs> Sir, yeah, sir. you've gone to the next level with the names there. Well, sir people, I asked for some suggestions on Instagram and people gave me them and that was the best of, of a, a very uh, exquisite bunch. Okay, Eloise, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to put you on the spot. You've obviously given him a, sure. a, 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 an affix, you know, sir, and you've given him a surname. What's his first name? What's his first name? Go, go, go. Well, it's Muck and Biscuit. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. You are terrible it's at doing names. not been resolved in this You're season. You're terrible at doing... Why can't you do names? <laughs> I don't You've know. Got, I don't Eloise, know. Eloise, you, you we've all got a few weeks off over the summer. Yeah. Um, I would suggest a lot of running upstairs like Rocky, yeah. you know, yeah. thinking, training, getting yourself on get point. Get, get one of those baby on name books to uh, suggestions. Yeah, okay. and then get, Ke- yeah. get Kevin to drill you while you've got a headband on, sure. running on running on the spot. And he'll be like, go on, give me five yeah. names. Nathan, Simon, <laughs> Alan. No, I'm doing yeah, it he drives, Shit. <laughs> Kevin drives along, uh, alongside Eloise as she's jogging. She's shouting names out on the South End Seafront. <laughs> da da Right, anyways, as the okay. name suggests, uh, in a former life, he was a big deal. Sir Biscuit. he was a man about town. He had it all. Horses wanted yeah. to be him. All the cows wanted to date him. Pigs wanted whoa, to whoa, even Hang on, so, so, whoa, 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 whoa. Donkeys and cows doing it? Yeah. What would, what would, that, what would that make? <laughs> yeah. That would make a dow? A conky. Conky. A conky? <laughs> Ma- ah, but do you know what though, right? Do you know what? Imagine, line. imagine you get the milk of a cow, right? Yeah. The meat, the yeah. meat of a cow, but the stamina, or and you could be able to. You can't ride. Famously, you can't ride cows. You could ride a cow. Imagine riding a cow. Because cows are no fun on yeah. Western Supermare Seafront, yeah. but donkeys are. Yeah. Aren't they? Jump yeah. off the cow, have yeah. a bit of milk, cut a slice off, on you go. Don't do that hand signal ever again, Brian. That hand move was just going to haunt me the rest of my life. <laughs> Um, anyways, he didn't have to work at all. He was pretty fancy. Everyone was very envious of him. He's a millionaire yeah. donkey. <laughs> yeah, massive meadows to run around and all the grass he could ever need. And that is because yeah. McBiscuit was an orphan foal and he was taken under the wing of Xavier. Thanks for the name, Phil Coulson. Um, he was a kingpin <laughs> drugs, king drugs baron. Xavier right. uh, employed so, him basically groomed him to become a drugs mule oh literally you've a drugs mule you say Brian you look like you've got something to say no I see what you've done yeah. there yeah no no I like it okay um, well you know he was raking in a little bit of money but he wanted a little a bigger piece of the pie and he looked to Xavier his you know I guess you could call him father figure although he did groom him into ruining hundreds of thousands of people's lives by making drug addicts um, but he wanted a bigger piece of that pie and can so I, he can stole I clients can I, can I stop yeah? you there just I just because oh, I'm thinking over the mechanics in my head so sure, traditionally sure, sure. a human drugs mule would often either yeah. 
you know, pop things in or up. Was yeah, he ca- yeah, yeah. was he carrying the drugs or was he popping them up his bottom? He was both of those things. Both. Um, oh, Jesus. So he was going over uh, country lines to take them to their other people that you know disperse them. Yeah. Um, but also he was right. literally carrying them and selling them on the streets. I think he had a little um, little toy human that the drugs were. Did you get when, when he turned up to reverse. deliver? Would you get a choice? Can I have one off his back or one from up his bottom? Off his. Uh, we had bags. We had Con- saddle bags. Continue, usually, Eloise. Continue. So. Sorry. Okay. Anyways, so he saw what Xavier was getting. He wanted a bigger piece of the pie. He didn't want to be the mule anymore. He wanted to, you know, be the kingpin in the fancy chair, directing everyone. So he basically yeah. slowly ruined Xavier's empire, and he stole the clients and went off and did his own thing, um, leaving Xavier pretty destitute, to be honest. But he was determined to climb back up and. He was ruining more lives than ever with addiction. Um, but he was also burning with revenge, burning more brightly because he was more powerful. He was power hungry and his revenge was all the more, going to be all the more sweet because of it. So he was plotting the downfall of McBiscuit and he set the right. wheels in motion. But the feds were on to Xavier and they thought, oh, we know what's happening here. Why don't we... Is Xavier a donkey? For the Is Xavier fish, a donkey as well? Who knows? I all I haven't okay. got all the I mean, details. you're you're supposed to know for a start. Okay, fine. <laughs> well, I'm only supposed to know about <laughs> yeah. Sir McBiscuit, and that is yeah. what I'm telling you about. Okay. Um, but anyway, so the feds were on to Xavier, and they decided they yeah. would use the little fish to get the big fish. And they said to McBiscuit, do you know what? We won't put you in prison, but you've got to help us get Xavier. And he went, yeah, sure. And they said, we'll put turn you into states. witness Is it turn state's witness? Is that what it is? Yeah. Are the police donkeys as well? Yeah, is this yeah, a yeah. world in which donkeys are the dominant species on earth and there are no humans? Sure, why not? Because I find, I'd find it very not? hard okay. for the humans to be speaking to donkeys and the donkeys just like chatting back. Okay, well, they're all, it's just an animal world. It's an animal world. Is it like Dogtanian though? Because in Dogtanian it's weird because in Dogtanian, like the dogs and that can, cats can talk to each yeah. other, but then like horses are mute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they ride and the, the horses. cats that's, ride the horses. Why are you putting limits on this, lads? Why are and, like, you, how do, you know, how do donkeys get around? Do they ride other donkeys? No, they wouldn't. The rich them, ones that, do. That, well, that'd be like a piggyback. Okay. Wouldn't it? Like a piggyback. But are there, uh, would they? Uh, They've got cars or something. Yeah. yeah, sorry. So anyway, anyways, on. so they, yeah. the, so basically, Sir McBiscuit helped the feds <sighs> to catch Xavier. And because obviously he was now rotting in prison, he had right. more time to plot revenge. So they decided they had to put Sir McBiscuit into witness protection. They gave him a new name, Keith, uh, and he became a pack horse. <sighs> and that so is no. why... Yeah. He doesn't want to carry all that stuff anymore because he's just like, do you know who I am? I'm Sir McBiscuit. I had a life of riches. I didn't do this. People did this for me. But here I am, Keith, a pack horse. That's amazing. So I, I didn't realise then that uh, when you're playing Buckaroo, yeah. the reason the donkey's kicking out is that he feels that having that on his back is way below his social status. Exactly. But he has to stay doing it because he's in witness protection and it's for his own safety. You have to play along with it. I mean, so, it, the weird thing is, Davey Zatu, the, the boss of Zatu Games, yeah. only texted me the other day to say how much he'd been enjoying the Eloise's board game character backstory bit that we've been doing. Uh-huh. And then there you go. You try and make a, you make a drugs connection between uh, a game that they stock I presume about Buckaroo and uh, the world of like Narcos which is uh, a nice way to sign off the season isn't it Eloise yep <laughs> I like that that's fantastic Eloise that's brilliant uh, think about that 
What was that? Six, six out of ten. Six out of ten. No, that's got. That's it's a bit, a bit, it's, it's a bit long. Bit long winded. You could have got to that stage a bit earlier. It I was long winded because you were chipping in every five yeah. minutes and asking yeah, you, about. Yeah, you were if, ask, you're asking. They were carrying each other. That, yeah, too much questions. Uh, fantastic, Eloise. Great work on that. Uh, time very quickly for the pitch. This is this is a beauty. Uh, it's going to have to have slightly bleeped out words in it because it's a little bit fruity, but it's an interesting game. This is where you guys come up with a board game that hasn't been invented yet. Ogo has sent us in this amazing board game idea. What about a game called F*** Off I Love You? <laughs> you roll a pair of dice right, oh. until you either roll a double one or a double six. Double one, a double one means you have to ring someone in your phone book and tell them to f*** off. <laughs> double six, <laughs> tell them you love them. Even better when you're drunk. What a fantastic high stakes drinking game that is. This is brilliant. There's no, there's nothing really to add to it because it's so pure and simple and genius. It's just sitting around at the end of the night, maybe with a string vest on, bottle of scotch, yeah, phone in the middle, pair of dice, rolling dice, and just seeing what happens. Can you get snake eyes? Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, I would advise anyone to play this to delete the number of your boss off your phone before you start playing the game. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, imagine that. What a way to go. What a way to and go. And your out. exes. Uh, and your exes as well. It gets worse and worse. Thank you so much for that. You've won yourself a very fancy Zatu dice trace. You can wow your friends during the, the heat of the summer. Very quickly, a couple of other quick games to check out on Zatu's website to do with outdoors that you can take with you. Uh, we've mentioned a few of these before. Love Letter, fantastic game. Songbird, Skull, gorgeous little game with beautiful art as well. Ticket to Ride New York. And... Throw Throw Burrito Extreme Outdoor Edition, which is possibly my favourite ever name for a outdoor board game. Uh, that is it. That is the end of this season of Board Game Thing. Like I said at the start, we're going to have a little break and then we'll be back uh, bigger, badder and air better than ever. Thank you so much for listening to this series and, and getting involved and sending us messages and that. And we are still on Instagram. So if there's anything you think needs to be in the new series or any suggestions you want for Eloise's backstories, board game facts of the week or games we need to check out, uh, drop us a little message on at board game thing or podcast at zatu.co.uk. Brian and Eloise, thank you so much. And I'll see you in season four. Well, well hang on, hang on. I've not signed. Have you spoke to my agent yet? Because I've got some demands about what I... You haven't got an agent. You haven't got. I've got an agent. Got it's an agent. not. It's not me what? putting on a voice. You accused me of that when I rang it. Was when he when he <laughs> when he rang Eloise, you earlier this week. What is Brian's agent's name? Make up a name, a name for Brian's agent now. Go. Fred. This is moment. Ah! Oh, dear. Can't just can't do it. Can't do it. That's too um, much pressure. Anyway, much so pressure. before um, we go, I want epaulets. I want a, a hat, epaulets, and uniforms for next season, or I'm not doing it. Speak to my agent though. Which is definitely not me with well, the voice. Well, what on. way to start? What a cliffhanger! We don't know whether we are, we are all going to be together. Then, in the, maybe Brian will start up his own uh, board game thing podcast. <laughs> Brian Murphy's board game, the thing. continuity board game thing. <laughs> continuity board game thing. <laughs> uh, we'll see you in the next one. Stay safe, and we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.